0: This is Hammett and Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com/slash friendly atheist podcast to support the show. And the reason this one's coming out later is I was like thinking, Oh, it would be why don't we wait to find out who wins and then talk about that and then this the, the on election is the still going. The hubris of this man. I know that was a dumb idea by my end. So I do actually have stories written down, and I realize we're not going to end up talking about any of this because we'll end up just talking about the election if they call anything, or they won't because I've been saying that for four days, and. Yeah, I-
1: I talked to you 24 hours ago, and we usually yeah. record at like noon on Fridays. And I was like, "Do you think they'll call it?" And you're like, uh, "Yeah." I <laughs> that think is good. exactly
0: how I said it too. I yeah.
1: He talks when he's off the podcast. You guys don't know this about him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really snooty voice.
0: Yeah, it's true. Um,
1: I mean, my my friend Anne texted me at I think eight or eight thirty this morning. Was like get up. They about to call this. <laughs> like, she kept texting me because she knew I was still asleep.
0: You'll be so dead. proud of me. I actually got like a bottle of something to drink. No, I know. I know. I don't do this sort of thing on my own thinking Tuesday, this will be great. Uh-huh. And then, and then nothing happened on Tuesday and it was apocalyptic. And I'm like, well, now I, I have a reason for this. <laughs> and now it's almost gone. Cause it's been three days day nothing going on except watching it and thinking it's about to happen drink and then I just go to sleep and then the next day <laughs> and so i have about two more days of it left i think but okay it'll All be right. gone well, don't I, worry. I was thinking um, like we're not going to give anyone updates cuz it'll be outdated by the time this uh, comes out but um if anything interesting happens we'll comment i guess um some questions for you like I think the most helpful thing for me seeing what this week has been the comment that I heard is for anyone doom scrolling about the Democrats. Cause it like, they lost some house seats while keeping the majority. They didn't yet regain the Senate. Um, and that's in doubt. Um, but they lost all the toss ups pretty much. Uh-huh. Um, but they could still pull it off. It's mathematically possible. And, and obviously the presidency looks like it's in Biden's favor and stuff. But, um, the thing that I was thinking is if you could go back to like Monday and say, look, Biden's going to win, you lose some house seats, you keep the majority. And who are you getting, who are you losing in the house? It's probably the moderates in swing Mm -hmm. districts, like not the progressive champions that you want. Right. Um, and you know, the Senate is iffy. Would you take that bet? And I feel like pretty much everyone uh, who thinks the way we do would have said, look, if you get Trump out, I don't care what the hell happens anywhere else. If we get to keep the House, I mean, good. And the Senate, OK, disappointing. Yes. But if at, at least if there's a chance to get 50 seats, at least mm-hmm. fine, if if the deal is I won't get like 57 But I'll get hopefully 50, maybe like a chance of that. I would take that bet. And I think, I mean, the way someone put it, I have many people have put it this way is right now we're waiting on a handful of states that because of the mail-in votes and stuff, it's taking a while to count. Let's say everyone just announced the, the things on Tuesday and Georgia came back as a Biden win, uh-huh. and Pennsylvania came back as a Biden win, and it's like, oh, Florida, there's Florida being Florida, it didn't mm-hmm. go for him, It'd be, it, we would be having a different conversation entirely saying, holy shit, Joe Biden did extremely well compared to definitely 2016, but even beyond what some people might have thought, and I think right now, part of the narrative that I've been seeing is like, oh, they didn't do as well as they needed to with this group or that group, which... May be true, but also misses the bigger picture.
1: Yeah, but only Democrats can pull a victory or pull a defeat out of the jaws of victory. Like (laughs) this is is,
0: that is also something I've heard. Right, like Democrats appear to be on the verge of victory, and they're acting like they're defeated. Oh my god, acting like I won. What are you all talking about?
1: So deeply frustrated. And I, I listen. I'm not here to dance on the one yard line. Right, like I. I am not I we've got a bottle of champagne that I will not fucking pop until the AP calls it. Yeah. Um but uh, and I'm a mess of nerves. I'm so anxious. I almost fell asleep on the couch because sometimes when I get really stressed out, I just get sleepy. And then I woke up for this stupid podcast. But, like, all I have to say is we are on a pretty good track. Is it the ultimate? We took the House, we took the Senate, you know, we kept the House, we took the Senate, we swept the presidency? No, of course not. Did I want to see a
0: like a total rebuke of everything? And it's not like 70 million almost. Americans are like, what, 250,000 people dead from a pandemic? We could have avoided if we were smarter people in charge. And it's like, nope, still voting for that. Don't care. Kids in cages doesn't bother me. I'm a Christian.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it (laughs) was surrounded by. That was sort of my election night thing that I took away was how deeply disappointed I was that Trump somehow did better. (laughs) Like we had crazy.
0: constituencies for sure.
1: Well, we had crazy election turnout this year America yeah. like as of right now, so it's what eight o'clock on friday night yeah. um as of now, Biden has already surpassed um Obama in both oh eight and twelve as the like top vote popular vote getter of all time, right. so like obviously whatever like uh, population grows and whatever, but it was a it, <sighs> It was such a uh, rousing display of civic duty that it actually made me really happy. Like, yes, most people, a lot of people, I absolutely disagree. I'm extremely impressed by like how the vote was turned out and the fact that, you know, the day before the week before were, I don't know if you are like this, but I'm like, should I have done more? What could I have done? That was more, of course, like, that's just always how I think of everything. But the reality is because it is as close as it is in these swing states, anybody who did any kind of volunteering, if you text banked, if you phone banked, feel good about this. You made a, like you made a substantial difference and like you know whatever we're doing we're doing the work. Also, weird hat tip to libertarians. Because there's been a couple states where the Republicans lost by just about the margin of people who voted Libertarian, so...
0: Like, welcome to our world, yeah, where a third-party exactly. candidate who's not going to win takes just enough. Right, I'll, exactly. I'll take it for once. Um, uh, and obviously, there's uh, there looks to be two Senate seats in Georgia that will be up for grabs, which means for the next two months, if you didn't do anything for the election,
1: there's more and you to
0: do. Yeah, like, and now here's maybe the good thing, and this is where maybe I'm getting too optimistic and hopeful. We know people like we know Democrats in Georgia can turn out, um, we know they could always do more because everyone knows how to second guess everything, right? Imagine what happens when everyone is turned to one state and not a gazillion little fires to put out, yeah, um, and On top of not only, I mean, right now, Democrats have 48 Senate seats. There are two still have yet to be called. Uh Let's say they lose them. They have a chance to get to 50, which is what they have to have. Um, And those are the two in Georgia. Not only is that impetus, like if Biden is officially declared the winner, like he can't get shit done unless you have this. So Democrats will have a reason to get their shit together and Republicans will not have Trump on the ticket like you think a lot of people give a shit about senate races no but they do care about trump if you're one of his voters and so i mean it's not like trump's going to be campaigning for those two he doesn't give a shit he's if he's gone he's going to be like all right i'm out of here let me go focus on my new podcast or whatever i
1: definitely have heard just like not rumors but speculation that like maybe he's going to ghost us like when he yeah, if definitely. if trump loses he is going to go down to like Mar-a-Lago for Thanksgiving and just never come back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. I'll take yeah. it because the other side of that is he stays in the white house and steals all the plates over the next two <laughs> months. <laughs> and just That's... Starts Storing it away. Cause he's like, what are you going to do now? Like that is... hour for another month and a half.
1: The silver lining of this, I discovered about 20 minutes ago after again, can't yeah. express enough napping on my couch. The silver lining is that every day that Trump hasn't officially lost is a day fewer that he can fuck with fuck us up during yeah. his lame
0: duck term. That is very true. Um, I and also keep in mind, like. Uh, There's a lot of shit he could do if he wanted to. He could say, oh, I'm resigning. I'm going to make Mike Pence the new president for like a day. And by the way, Mike Pence, I need you to pardon everyone here in exchange for you getting to be president in the history books for a day. Like, there's a lot of shit he could pull right now. And that is scary to think about. But the bigger picture is, I mean, I think the other side of that is he's also very incompetent. I mean, maybe the best thing about his presidency is he was too stupid to be worse than he already was.
1: A hundred percent. And so,
0: I mean, if he's gone, but okay, going back to the positive side of this, the reason I'm somewhat hopeful about Georgia is yes, they're going to have all the money they need if they know how to use it. Uh You have all the people in the world who want Mitch McConnell out of power, who will focus their energy there. You will have Republicans who are not probably not as eager to do much of anything to help them out. Like maybe senators will, but Trump isn't going to be out there campaigning. And um, nor does his campaign
1: mean that much anymore. He's right. he's. You think you're going to do
0: something quite a few nice for nice other people? Maybe he'll do rallies, but again, spreading COVID to Republicans isn't going to help the Senate race. Well,
1: but I'm saying even if he does do a rally, like how many of his endorsed candidates have lost over the last four years? Like
0: yeah. having,
1: having president Trump back you up, does not mean a lock in your district
0: right right not necessarily um so we'll see how that goes um i there's so much to be decided i let me talk about this because this came up too this was a question that i was dying to know before the election and we have a little bit of data about it now which is what do we know about the christians the conservative christians Who voted for him because in 2016, the number that came out was that about 80 to 81 percent of white evangelicals voted for Trump. And that was Mm -hmm. shocking at the time because like he doesn't represent the values you claim to hold. So what the hell are you all doing? And the question now is what was going to happen this time? Because now we know what he's done. And could you peel off any percentage of those white evangelicals? Or like all what Robert Jeffress on Fox News was saying is like, no, it'll be even higher. Ralph Reed of the uh, another religious right figure was like, no, it'll be mid 80s this time mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. So here's what we know so far. This is from there's a couple different exit polls. I don't know how much stock to put in this because, I mean, if we learn nothing else from the election day, it's polling is off. And right. what are you going to do? But one in the New York Times said that about seventy-six percent of white evangelicals or white born-again Christians back Donald Trump, which is significantly less than the eighty-eighty-one percent he got years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's a little less. I mean, it's still shocking and frightening as hell that seventy-six percent of them were like, "Oh, kids in cages? Yeah, sure doesn't bother me."
1: But it's Can't a little get in more. Love of those kids in cages. <laughs>
0: it's a little lower. I think there was one other survey that said it was probably like 81 or 82%, which, if you'd say just statistical deviation, there's something it's about the same, Mm -hmm. which but it didn't go significantly higher, it basically stayed or maybe dropped a few points. And so here's a question for you. Like, What does that tell you now about white evangelicals like those non-denominational Christians that maybe you didn't know before? Because I know we've said a lot about them over the past four years. But does the fact that they still back Trump add anything to our understanding of who they are?
1: No, I mean, we've seen who they are, right? Like they're willing to sacrifice anything that you and I would consider a moral high ground for I mean it's single issue voters right they're anti-choice and that's all they care about so no yeah
0: they're anti-choice and they're pro-judge and as and Trump delivered on those things in Mm -hmm. terms of the judges and so they're like all right we don't care about anything else you've ever done even while president um so we'll support you because you gave us the judges we wanted and now we will be able to overturn abortion laws um (sighs) Is that I mean, yes, we knew that going into it. It looks like nothing Trump has done has changed their minds about it.
1: Oh, I mean, listen, we they can say they are whatever they are. They are conservative more than they are God fearing. They are conservative more than they believe kindness means anything. All they care about is conservative values and like hashtag owning the libs
0: (laughs) you know what there was a new york times article that put it this way white evangelicals are a political block with a religious past yeah i think that's a really good perfect they used to be religious and care about that stuff and now it's all about the republican party and that summed it up perfectly and briefly and and that's
1: not to say that they as a group are not so religious but their values are not anything that looks christian anymore
0: yeah and their values don't guide who they are or what they do they might say they're for i don't know um sanctity of marriage or they might say they're about protecting the vulnerable and caring for strangers and stuff but when it comes down to who they're voting for it's the people who make them suffer even more Well, so so what are they guided by they're guided by republican politics and not the bible
1: i mean i know we know this but yeah. I I think just to succinctly put it, I would say that the evangelical, the white evangelical vote is not pro anything. They are anti choice. They're anti immigrant. They are, anti-immigrant, they are, anti-education, they are anti education. They're anti woman, anti- anti-woman, anti queer, obviously, writ large. Mm-hmm. Like there there is very They're little pro that gun, they are
0: though. very pro-gun.
1: Yeah. Yes, that's fair. Anyway, I, one thing I that I'm
0: hoping, I don't know if you can even say there's a silver lining to this administration, but the silver lining to the Christian support for Trump may be that if Trump is out of power and he's no longer in the White House and doesn't have the ability to appoint more judges, mm-hmm. um, this now becomes like an albatross around their necks mm-hmm. for generations to come because they can never, I mean, They'll try, but they can never seriously say we're the moral majority. They can never say, you know, being Christian, being religious is a virtue. Faith is a virtue. Be like us and you'll have the moral high ground. No, you can't get away with that anymore. It also means that everything people like us have been saying about them for four years and much longer than that, even Mm -hmm. But everything we've been saying about them, that they're hypocrites, that they are cruel, that they don't care about racism. They're not bothered by injustice. We were right. And now we have the receipts for that. I mean, we did before too, but they could always say like, don't listen to them. They're haters. They're, they're against God, whatever. Um, It's easy to point to Trump now and say, here's what you did when evil was staring you in the face. You said, how do I, how do I join the team? And I hope that sticks with them because like Trump will be able to backpedal from all this and every, all of his people who surround him will find their CNN jobs and get lecturing professorships Mm -hmm. at different schools. But the Christian leaders who backed him will now have to pull like a Lindsey Graham where they have to just be like, oh, no, I was against all that. You know, mm. I, I totally was against the stuff he did. And like, no, you didn't. We we know what you did when he was in power. And I hope people hold that against Christians for a long time to come.
1: Well, and and like it or not, any, almost everything they've said in the last four years has been on Twitter or on Facebook or on camera or wherever. Like, there is no hiding from, from what they've done. Um, and I think the interesting thing that's happened over the last four years, and you'd probably, I don't know if you have this locked and loaded, but I think we're seeing the number of people who, um, think morality is only religious has dropped greatly.
0: I don't have the number, but I think that sounds about right. Like you don't need religion. You don't need God to be good. That's certainly true.
1: So that coupled with the fact that we have seen the quote unquote moral majority as a group behave like monsters.
0: Yeah. They're not moral. They're not the majority anymore. Ha ha ha.
1: And they can no longer just say that. and ex- They can no longer accuse people of being atheists or whatever and expect that to land. Like people don't give yeah. a fuck as much anymore.
0: Yeah. Um. And they're still doing it, by the way. I've been watching them this week and they're the, it's the Christian leaders, the ones that show up on cable news shows uh, like Fox News, the ones that are still they uh, have been part of like his evangelical advisory board. They're the ones pretending like there's voter fraud, which like there's no evidence that anyone mm-hmm. has seen yet.
1: Well, isn't this election a nice uh, lesson in skepticism?
0: <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> it's, like it's James Randi's last hurrah of these people are so fucking credulous that one person is like, there's voter fraud. And they're like, oh, there must be voter fraud. And yeah, like, it's <laughs> literally, I, I've seen it just on Facebook there's, or whatever. Like is everybody debate, is into it.
0: A debate people were having tonight. I Someone else mentioned this. There's a website. I forgot what it's called, like trumpaccountability.org or something. But basically the idea is we they made like a website that says, here are the people who are part of his administration. Here are the people who uh, were complicit. In the stuff he did, the Stephen Millers, the the press secretaries, all of them, and so and the the goal is to say, I'm sure, like, assuming he loses and he leaves and all that stuff, like, take his press secretary right now, Kaylee McEnany. Um, I'm sure she will find a way to get on some like Fox News show and she'll be a host of something. And the, or she'll, a lot of these people will get a lot of money to write books about their time in the Trump administration. And those books will all read the same way. They'll say, you know, I was the voice of reason here, but he wouldn't listen to me, but I tried. Um, Or it's a defense of like why the things they did were good. And the idea behind those websites is do not let people forget what they took part in and what they were. They didn't quit over any of this stuff that Trump did. Mm-hmm. It's not a list of like, let's jail these people. It's a list of like, this is who they are. This is what they did. Don't let them pretend like they weren't part of all this. Cause they Good. will absolutely try to whitewash their own history, which to me Makes sense. Like, as someone who blogs and relies on screenshots and relies on (laughs) video taken four or five years ago that shows something completely different than what you're doing now, it's like, no, you can't forget what they did because they will want to ignore the stuff they did that was awful. And we shouldn't let them forget it. Um, And by the way, I understand people make mistakes. And I get that people might, you know, you can't just hold something stupid someone did when they were younger Against them forever. I believe that. But also yeah. these are like adults and old people. And also like whatever Kaylee McEnany is probably in her 20s or something. She's not young in that sense. And again, it you can't atone for your mistakes if you refuse to admit you were part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And so that to me made a lot of sense. And yet part of the pushback I'm seeing from the the classical liberal crowd the crowd of like the i am a true liberal and that's why i support like i don't know not necessarily trump but mm-hmm. they don't like liberal like aoc they hate aoc stuff like that they're all like how dare you make a list that is mccarthyism or something um, like that no it's like again this isn't some list of like Trump voters and you're going to hold it against them forever. It's the people who signed off on this stuff that he did and who backed him up on it and who went on TV and explained why it was necessary. And again, I'm not saying they should they have no chance to atone for their mistakes, but we better know what they're atoning for.
1: But that's the key that, that's the key to it of like the these people aren't persona non grata necessarily just because of what they've done in these last four years. I'd say in a lot of cases, yes, they are. But if they want to try to get themselves back on the you know, side of, you know, truth and the quote reason, unquote right
0: side of history.
1: Right. Then they have to at least admit what they said was wrong and offer up some kind of an explanation of how they've changed and how they're not going to make the same mistake again.
0: Like Sean Spicer was on Dancing with the Stars and Scaramucci was like on cable TV shortly after. And I think both of them have had plenty of chances to already like rehabilitate their image. Remember, like shortly after Spicer lost his job as press secretary, I think Stephen Colbert was hosting the Emmys or something and did a sketch where Sean Spicer came out pretending to be Melissa McCarthy, like. Right. And that was infuriating. Why? Because they were like, haha, look at this joke that even Sean Spicer isn't on. What a good sport he is. And it's like, why are you trying to make him look good after he just spent like months lying to everybody and defending a guy who's just bullshitting everybody? Again, mm-hmm. you don't have to like tar and feather the guy but stop acting like he's hilarious or stop acting like he's in on the joke and this is all just a fun and game thing to all these people that's what was so maddening about that that to me is like that's what i don't want to see happen with the trump thing like i don't want to see um what's her face ivanka trump getting some cushy gig i mean she's going to She is, and that's, like, if it's it's within some conservative news outlet or Trump thing, like, whatever, fine. I'm sure they'll believe her. But if it's with some, quote-unquote, credible outlet, like, no, you, like, people need to raise a fuss about that thing. How dare you give her money because you think her memoir will make money? Can
1: I uh, float a prediction? Mm Mm-hmm. I think at some point in the next say 2 years. So say election day 2022 the midterms. Uh-huh. I bet Ivanka is going to get a job on The View or something similar to The View. I
0: that's what I'm laying down right now. I'm not I, happy I about can, it. I can't even be on the other side of that. I would Right, doesn't that, that sound so like easier. next
1: logical thing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um and so anyway, what are we talking about? Oh right, evangelicals in this election. Yeah. I, again, I I want evangelical Christians as a brand to. I don't. I, how do I say this nicely? I want them to suffer. <laughs> I want their churches. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, that was
1: you phrasing it nicely.
0: <laughs> yes, I want their churches to like be forever remembered. And by the way, I've seen some articles. I haven't seen necessarily hard numbers on this. Some articles that basically say a lot of younger Christians who would call themselves evangelicals and would normally go to those mega churches and um are devout and they do believe this stuff who are saying I just can't get on board with Trump like do does anyone else see what I'm seeing like doesn't he go against all this stuff we're learning about and promoting um, like there's nothing about him that's that shouts role model, so like I may still be an evangelical, evangelical Christian, but I can't be a Republican right now with this guy. Mm-hmm. And they're leaving those churches and they're not becoming atheists, they're just leaving those churches. And it's like, yes, that is what I want to see happening. I it's not about what you believe, it's about what you're doing with it. And if your church doesn't have the decency to and this is not political but if you can't use your church to say what Trump is doing is immoral by the way that's a legal thing to do that's not saying go vote for Biden which I don't want them to do but saying like this is awful we as christians ought to speak up about this and fight against it and there are christians who are doing that but not these evangelical churches virtually none of them none of the big ones have gone out and done anything against what Trump is doing. Like, I want those churches to just die a quick death. And I want them to have no money because they don't have new young blood coming in because they're the Trump church. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope that ha- I, it won't happen, but I hope it happens. Like, that would be a nice thing. Like, that these Christians glommed onto Trump because they wanted judges and they got those judges. And then like Trump became the thing that dragged them down. And then a democratic Senate expanded the court and made the whole judge thing pointless anyway.
1: Well, I mean, we're not expanding the court if we don't at least get something out of uh, Georgia.
0: Georgia needs to happen now.
1: Um, (sighs) Yeah. I'm just so tired. Aren't you tired?
0: I literally physically tired after this week, but also, yes, I'm tired after four years of this shit. Mm -hmm. I, I have had someone say like, you must be excited if Biden is president, but like you won't have anything to write about. That's like, not true. Oh, buddy! Oh, man! There's so much shit all the time. The fire hose will go down a notch.
1: Yeah, I'm not I, gonna I th- end. I do think about a lot of you know when I started writing for you in 2012. I think about the shit that we wrote about, which which is not to say that it was insignificant and not worth writing about, but the like consequence level of that versus this. Like, yeah. I remember I was reading like old tweets, and I remember. um God, we already talked about this guy, but um, who's the guy who lost Claire McCaskill? The shit,
0: uh, Todd Aiken.
1: Todd Aiken. Todd Aiken was like our big bad in 2012
0: because he said women have a way of preventing uh, pregnancy yeah. if they get raped. Whatever Ted the phrase he used was
1: a senator from missouri oh
0: if it's think? a legitimate rape yeah that's if it's what-
1: a legitimate rape he was our like evil villain in 2012 that right, that you and yeah. i were watching of like this guy can't get back in the senator into the center or
0: whatever he was dealing with like w-
1: imagine if our biggest problem in 2020 was a
0: it was one was, republican senator saying mm- something stupid yep. and now it's Oh, no, we'll take that any day. That's just, we expect that. It was weird. I posted um, a story today. It was about a woman in Florida, just an activist, regular Christian activist, who went to Florida to register to get a petition. I think she wants to get like a constitutional amendment, like on a future ballot, that sort of thing, but basically to get prayer back in public school. And fuck I mean, there's a lot of reason to just say like this isn't going to get anywhere. we're,
1: the room, we're busy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that too. But I was just thinking, like, normally that would be a bigger story, and now I'm like, just what are you doing? Just stop it. Go away. You're not uh, important right now. Don't <laughs> are talking? <laughs> but yeah, like that should have been a bigger deal, and it never is.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think that is my my greatest greatest fear. Feels very melodramatic but <laughs> my my uh, kind of overarching fear is that there will be zero consequence like i'm afraid of another 2008 financial meltdown where they they put on some band-aids didn't hold anybody accountable even though there were people mm. who, who definitely could hold to account i'm kind of a, and and i get i understand why biden or you know a biden administration would be interested in saying like, we're not going to try to to prosecute Trump or his ilk. Like we just want to move forward. And I do get that instinct of like,
0: Let's we can cannot- move on.
1: Exactly. And I get that. And I'm somewhat sympathetic toward that viewpoint, but also what if there's just no consequences for anybody again? And then we just demonstrate to adults and children alike that, there's no consequences in the real world. If you're a white right. dude and you're like putting your thumb on the scale of democracy, nobody's going to give a fuck if you can get away with it. And even if you don't get away with that, uh, probation, maybe.
0: Yeah. I mean, if nothing happens, I mean, I hope he just uh, gets a badass attorney general and says, you do whatever you want. I'm not part of it. And then just mm-hmm. let them do their job. Yeah, yeah that's that a good would point. Be, that's all he needs to do.
1: Um, I haven't even done like fantasy cabinet stocking.
0: I know it's too early.
1: It's too early. Okay, here's a question.
0: This was floated by some people online, which was saying, you find the nearest Republican, swing state Republican, maybe on the verge of retiring and say like, I'll give you a cabinet position if you leave, because then your governor can appoint a Democrat and you give it to, but like- there's there's only a handful of those even left. And I think in North Carolina, where Richard Burr is a senator, the the governor has to appoint someone from the same party. Oh, That's yeah. a law in the state. <laughs> but it is that sort of uh, hey, I needed I need Mitch McConnell out of the way. What can I do to make that happen? Yeah, that was a big, big blow on uh, on election night. <laughs> I know just watching like Sarah Gideon and Teresa Greenfield, like lose those races that again, I there's going to be a huge reckoning on why every polling outlet was just totally yeah. wrong on those races, like statewide, district wide, how many house they thought it would be an expanding house majority for Democrats turned out to be you lose a lot of house seats, maybe like 10 house seats almost um everyone the, was wrong and it's it's yeah. not that they're all lying it's that this is what their better data showed but if you're not if you don't know what you're supposed to be looking for which was clearly the case again how do you fix that and i don't know what the answer is yet
1: yeah um this is kind of out of yours and my purview is polling and like i would go to smarter people than us for that but it is it is troublesome, and I mean troublesome not in, like, a conspiratorial way, but, like, something is up. It is troublesome that two major, like, I'm trying to think. 2018 wasn't the blue wave we'd nested. It was definitely a blue wave. We definitely obviously took the house, but it wasn't to the f- extent that we all kind of collectively thought it was. 2016, 2020, like, they got, they being every pollster this isn't just like new york times doing a poll this is like candidates doing internal yeah something is fucking up
0: so well in 2016 they said we didn't really give enough weight to certain groups they accommodated for that this time around and they're still off by a lot and again the problem is uh if if even the candidates think they're up by a certain amount, they're going to make advertising decisions based on all that. And if it's all off, then you're shooting in the dark. Like you don't know where this stuff is. Not to
1: mention outside an election, those polls, they, they weigh into policy that's made. If, you know, if 75% of respondents say that abortion should be outlawed in all cases, that is going to have an impact on, on the decisions people make and if that's not true, then we're just making shit up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be curious to see what they say. How do you fix that problem? I mean, I don't know what the answer is. I don't
1: either. And I don't um, think I don't think you and I are the ones who are going to yeah. crack this case.
0: This is a totally random non-election story, but I wanted to get your take on it because I found it I haven't fascinating. Non-election stuff in years. I know. I wrote a couple of these down, thinking we're never going to get to these, and try. Okay. <laughs> we are. Did you hear that there is a wage gap and women make less money than men, even when they're doing the same kind of work? Did you know this? I have heard that. Okay. that. Yeah, it's familiar. <laughs> so there's a couple of researchers, uh, Dr. Tracy Sitzman, Dr. Elizabeth Campbell. They published a paper this week that basically said, "Look, uh, I'm going to paraphrase it. Don't don't quote me on this, but basically they're saying, look, um, in in nations." and states that are more religious than their counterparts, the wage gap is actually worse. In more religious places, women earn significantly less yeah, than men right. do. And th- there's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, it could, I mean, just think of a few of the reasons that might be the case. There's a mindset that is patriarchal. Women are expected to churn out babies and stay at home. They're stereotypically not considered for more demanding jobs. yeah and religions might prevent you from taking on certain jobs
1: yeah and then beyond that like you said beyond the women getting paid less for doing the same job is uh, uh, fields like nursing and teaching and all that stuff are not traditionally super high paying jobs and traditionally are held by women so like that contributes to everything as well yeah because we don't Because for some reason, we don't think nurses are important, I guess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. And so they're saying, look, we know there's a wage gap. The data shows there's a wage gap. And in religious states, the wage gap is higher. And what they were, and by the way, they've also said over time, over time, like over the past decade or so, in pretty much everywhere, the wage gap has shrunk, and part of that is more people are aware of it. More states have and countries have made laws trying to prevent such a thing from happening. So things have gotten better. Mm-hmm. What they found is that the wage gap shrinking, which you want to see, has been a lot slower in the more religious states. Now, that's also kind of intuitive, I think, if you're coming at it from that perspective, that, you know, a patriarchal culture is going to have a higher wage gap. Okay, none of that is all that surprising. Here's what they said. They said, how much is that actually worth? How much does religion contribute to the wage gap? And the way they did the math, and I'm just making up a number here, but like if men make like $100,000 and women correspondingly for the same job make like Mm $79,000, how much of that $21,000 gap can be attributed to religion that's the question they were trying to figure out Hmm. and here's what they found when you take into account all these variables they said religion represents a one thousand seven hundred thirty four dollar loss in annual wages for full-time female employees so prayer costs women seventeen hundred bucks a year compared to men on average, which I've never seen a number put to it. But it was very interesting to see, not just saying, here's what the gap is. It's saying, here's how much money women lose because they live in more religious societies. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll post the paper online if anyone's curious about reading that. Yeah,
1: that, I mean, that's just another one of those things that can't come up a lot, it seems, on this show of like, you tell me a stat, and I'm like, yeah, of course.
0: Like, I, I, <laughs> Things I, do I, suck. I, I agree. I
1: would have guessed that, but I wouldn't have thought to like make a, make a study out of it.
0: Yeah. It was, it was fascinating. I emailed the researcher as soon as I saw it. I'm like, I need this paper. None of my usual like channels will find me your paper right now. Like, and I re- I yeah. It? Speaking of your special channels at like
1: three mm, thirty, you're like, they're about to call Georgia. Can you talk about what the fuck happened with your sources? <laughs>
0: My sources uh, are made up and they exist entirely in my head, <laughs> and I have none. You act like I talk to people for fun, but I wasn't like I went <laughs> to the. I was looking up this this paper and I went to the the whatever journal it was in and they're like pay us and I'm like no and I go to SciHub what which are you is the w- rich academic <laughs> and I I'm go a to blogger. Sci-Hub, which is the way around it all and they didn't have it so I I was like hello professor please send me your paper she was so nice and she sent it to me and I'm like this is so cool Do you um, okay. like, <laughs> <laughs> I I should um totally different story okay another hypothetical for you i don't think we talked about this you may have to um like tell me if we did this last week because I, I have no memory last anymore. Week. okay here's the story um this takes place in the nation of latvia okay okay so here's the story there is a family jehovah's witnesses they have a child the child needs heart surgery mm-hmm. now if you live in latvia they have universal health care and they would cover that operation Mm-hmm. And so normally, they would say, oh, no, this child has a problem. Child needs heart surgery. Fine, go to the hospital, get the heart surgery. Fair. We'll cover the bill. Crazy about how heart over there. Yeah, I mean, that's how it happens when you have health care. And so <laughs> here's what the family said. They said, no, we're not doing that because the universal healthcare system, the health, the heart surgery that we do in our nation requires a blood transfusion and Ah. Jehovah's Witnesses don't do blood transfusions. That's the religion. Yeah. So it turns out there's a way to do a heart transplant, heart surgery of this kind without needing to do a blood transplant, blood transfusion, but it, but like it's a specialized surgery. It requires a certain type of, Like, it's a specialized type of surgery. So you needed to go to Poland um, in order to do it, because that was the closest place you could go where doctors actually know how to do this well. Mm -hmm. And so the question is, should Latvia's government, their Ministry of Health, are they required to pay for this family to go to Poland to have a surgery that comports with their religious beliefs about blood transfusions, or can the Ministry of Health say, no, we gave you the option of doing it here. There was nothing wrong with you doing it here, except mm-hmm. basically you had some irrational belief about the surgery that has nothing to do with the quality of it. Sure. you And we're not paying for your joyride to Poland, <laughs> I should say. The family did travel to Poland, they did have the surgery, and the kid is actually doing okay. So that's nice. But they are—they sued the Ministry of Health in Latvia saying, you need to reimburse us for the costs of our trip, not any excess, but just the base cost for the trip and the surgery, because that's how universal healthcare works. Mm-hmm. And the nation of Latvia said, we're not covering this because you could have gotten the surgery here. Mm-hmm. and if you want something special go for it but we're not covering it so this is the lawsuit and this is where i i was thinking about this without kind of seeing how this played out and i couldn't figure out what i wanted to see
1: i don't know yeah this is quite, this is quite the trolley problem you've set
0: up in front of i her. know i know because part of me is like oh i want the kid to be okay mm-hmm. but He would have been okay if he stayed at home in Latvia and gotten a surgery there. It's this irrational belief that, nope, you can't do surgery the way you want to do it. You got to do it with these new rules I'm putting in your way Mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with the quality of the medical care. It's like, why should we reward them for having these stupid ideas? Um, Yeah,
1: please. Here's what I think the only... (sighs) is this fair? Okay. I'm going to talk myself through it and decide what I think when I'm done talking. Okay. Mm-hmm. My thought would be that Latvia would reimburse what the cost of the surgery would have been if they did a regular.
0: Uh-huh. And surgery. anything excess the family has to pay on their own. Exactly.
1: That would be my, including travel and things like that. Would that, That's, that's my thought because I, I think that think makes that- perfect
0: sense as a compromise. I think um, Only because I'm looking at the lawsuit like that wasn't the option we were talking about. Sure. Um, But you're right. I think that would be a fair compromise right there. This they sued the government and basically all the judges that they came across in Latvia ruled against them. Uh-huh. So they took it to what's called the European Court of Justice. Let's say the European Supreme Court and the five justices basically issued a ruling in the family's favor. But that doesn't mean they won. What they said is, okay, you got to take this back to the Supreme Court of Latvia, and the Supreme Court has to say this. They, ha- I mean, there is an acknowledgment that in Latvia, religious discrimination is forbidden. So the court has to acknowledge that. And there are some exceptions. Like, there is a way to say we're not covering your costs um, if certain things are happening. Sure. Um, they have to, like, if the Latvian Supreme Court says the decision not to pay for this was a regular thing we would have done in other situations, then the Ministry of Health can get away with it. If the Supreme Court says, no, you basically only punish them for religious reasons, and it was, you broke the law that way, then you got to rule against them. I know it's like a fine point And some of you, I know I, I didn't even explain that great, but basically the question is the Supreme court of Latvia has to decide, did the ministry of health make its decision to say no, because mm-hmm. it was absolutely necessary because if they said yes to this family it would drain the system. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you can yeah. say we made it and it has nothing to do with religion. It's that they wanted special treatment and we can't allow that in this situation and if you can justify that, then then the country wins, and yeah, the family I, does not. I do so not to a precedent on that. The ball is in the Latvian Supreme Court's case. Um, I just found it, like you said, you put it well. It's a trolley problem when it comes to religious issues here, because I don't know how to say no to this family without being heartless But I also don't think we should be making exceptions just for some weird rule that these people imposed upon themselves.
1: Yeah, that's the thing is like, it's not heartless. If like the kid doesn't get the surgery, it's not because mean doctors wouldn't do that. It's because their parents wouldn't allow that.
0: Yeah. Yes. That's it. Mm -hmm. It
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I, this is I think this is kind of an interesting ethical dilemma because because there is no outcome I could see that I would think to myself that is so unfair. Like I don't think there is a right or wrong answer, which I feel like so much of what we deal with in the US like when we have problems like this are like Either we can follow the law or we can do what you feel like because God told you. Like those two <laughs> right. choices. So it's kind of you want
0: to discriminate, go right ahead.
1: Right, exactly. So it's it's very interesting to me to see, to hear a see th- here's what I'm excited about, knocking oh. wood, the post-Trump era, is like we can maybe spend more of our time discussing like moral and ethical dilemmas and instead of just saying like pence hates gay people again remember like (laughs) i'm excited to be able to dig into topics that are not about donald trump
0: well okay so let's do that so here's a you this week the u.s supreme court now with amy coney barrett they heard a case about religious discrimination Mm -hmm. it's called Fulton versus city of philadelphia and here's the basic setup here uh, for years the city of Philadelphia gave money to a group called the Catholics uh, Catholic Social Services because it's a foster care agency they place children in homes and they let's assume they do a good job of it but in 2018 the city of Philadelphia stopped giving them money why did they do that because the catholic group said we are not going to put children in the home of gay couples cool and so the city said well, we don't allow discrimination in our city. Mm-hmm. So you're breaking, like we can't give you taxpayer money for doing this. And the Catholic social services is saying, you're punishing us. That's religious discrimination. Not- um, That's the gist of what this argument is about. So, like assuming they did nothing else wrong, is it okay for them to discriminate while receiving uh, this money? And by the way, One of their arguments in court this week was that we haven't actually discriminated against anyone because no gay couple has come to us saying they want to use us for foster foster care home placement. Okay, to that's which the response, is, response to which the response is, well, your Catholic social services, I don't <laughs> I the attorney <laughs> representing the city was like, if you had a sign saying no baptists allowed on your door, don't be surprised when baptists don't show up at your door.
1: Yeah. I feel like that's like how Trump is like, how come I'm not getting any mail-in votes? Well, you've spent (laughs) months saying you don't want mail-in votes.
0: Right. That's just the consequences
1: of your talk, bud.
0: (laughs) One of the, when they were doing the argument, the oral arguments this week, one question that came up is, well, if you want to, to the Catholic group, you want to discriminate against these same-sex couples because it's your religious beliefs and you don't want to be punished for them, why would it? Should you be allowed to discriminate against interracial couples the same way? Mm -hmm. And the Catholic group's lawyer said, well, no, that would never be okay. Why not? Because the government has an obligation to stop racial discrimination, to which the liberal justices said- Okay, so you're saying the gov- it's okay for the government to step in to stop interracial discrimination or er, racial discrimination, <laughs> but anti-gay discrimination then is okay? Like and of course they have no response to that.
1: Oh my god, this is like Friends, Jamel Claude, Claude, boop,
0: boop, boop. Do you know that I ep- did you watch I the- have the- no the- idea what the hell you were talking about.
1: There's a ev- a very good episode and it's memed a lot that Phoebe is trying to teach Joey um French? Oh, okay. And she says, Je m'appelle Claude and he goes, Ble ver. And that is, and, and she does like a, je, je, me, me, pel pel Claude, Claude, je m'appelle Claude. Blah, 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 blah. Like, uh-huh. that's what they're doing. Like, they have all the pieces in place. They're just refusing <laughs> like, to, like, make it into, like, a cohesive. That situation. was the
0: weirdest way to make that exact point.
1: I just really But I appreciate it. it. I'm it. I'm that's a, good. French?
0: <laughs> Neil Katyal, the lawyer representing the city, also said that if you let the Catholic group get money for... Uh, even though they're discriminating, what's also stopping them from saying we can't place children in the home of Baptists or Muslims or any group that whose religious views go against theirs too? Like, if you allow them to get away with anti-gay discrimination because it's their religious belief, where does that slippery slope take us? Right. And so here's the thing: we can have a discussion about the merits or lack thereof of this argument. But it's a six-three conservative court. Um, I mean, I feel like we already know what the decision's going to be. The court's obviously, in my mind, going to say, "Of course, it's discrimination. The city can't say no to a Catholic group just because they have Catholic beliefs." So let the taxpayer money go to them. Like, and I don't know what to do with that. Like, that's I know the outcome. I can't count on the court to take any of it. They're not. They're going to give less thought to this Mm -hmm. than we just did. And we don't know what the hell we're talking about. And I bet they will not friends at all. (laughs) They will not. So like, what do you do with that? Like, I don't know how to tell people like, I don't want to see faith-based discrimination get rewarded by taxpayers. Like again, they can, the Catholic group is free to be bigots and they can be racist all they want with their own money, but they shouldn't be rewarded government contracts if they're going to not promise to obey the rules. Yeah,
1: this huh. uh, this Supreme Court is gonna be rough stuff.
0: It will be. I'm I'm trying to go to like non-election stories because I know everyone's just inundated with that this week. So here's okay. a slightly off pace one. Um, I don't know if we talked about this last week. There is a Christian preacher named John Piper, very conservative, very women Piper? have their Piper, Piper. Yes. Okay. uh, women have their place. It's very that sort of dude. All oh, right, sure, sure, sure. She said a lot of crazy shit. Um, he recently gave, he gave a sermon lecture last week and he was talking about politics. So you would expect a guy like that to say, you know, we got to vote for the godly candidate wing mm-hmm. wink, Donald Trump. He did not say that what he basically said. I'm going to try to uh, paraphrase this is he said, Joe Biden is pro choice. So Christians cannot vote for him. He also said Donald Trump's personal behavior his boorishness, his sexism is not sexism. They don't care. But like all the other stuff Donald Trump does. He swears sometimes. They're he swears sometimes. That. Like he's a bad dude, even if I like what he does politically. Uh-huh. And he said, I can't vote for that guy either. So he basically said like, I as a Christian, I'm not voting for, for either of these guys. Like, yeah, right in Jesus. I think he said he's not voting for anyone in particular, good um, does that mean that, which was kind of surprising to me coming from Piper yeah but yeah so we basically didn't give an endorsement of Trump and again, this is a fairly influential, very conservative Christian dude. but here's why I bring this up It turns out he has also delivered in recent months maybe he gave a convocation address like a, a speech at Liberty University Jerry Falwell's home former home. He gave a speech there. And like convocation is the thing all students have to go to. Well, after he gave his non-endorsement, they pulled that video... From their, like, records on Liberty's website and YouTube Uh channel. Like, you can't see it anymore.
1: Wow, they scrubbed it. Did you get a, uh, whatever you do?
0: Like, uh, did I I get the video anyway? I didn't get this video, but I didn't particularly care for it. I think the story was just the fact that they removed it. But the surprising thing is, like, Jerry Falwell Jr. is not even there anymore. He's the guy who would have said, you're not on the Trump side. Like, I'm going to punish you for it. Mm -hmm. But he's not there. And yet, the school is still active like they are in the pocket of Trump. interesting and that's the thing that surprised me like Falwell hasn't left Liberty no matter what lawsuits are going no matter how they he resigned or fired mm-hmm. him. like he is still very much present in their culture. Mm-hmm. Oh by the way, total side note someone pointed this out on Twitter. If you look at a map of Virginia, And you look at Lynchburg, where Liberty University is located. I always forget it's called. I know. It's a very, very small district right there. Uh It's surrounded by red districts in Virginia. But Lynchburg, that part itself is blue. They voted for Joe Biden more than they voted for Donald Trump. What? Which was also funny because it looks like a pool.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Wait, wait. Wait. Yeah,
0: yeah. Wait, Realize I, Lynchburg I, is a college town with Liberty University, but they also have like other people there too. And again, college towns in general are going to be more progressive. Of I'm course not I'm not saying it was i Bi- I'm not saying it was a Biden blowout, but it was like 52% or something.
1: It's not like fucking Berkeley. It's uh, more yeah. conservative than most That's wild. That's truly a wild uh, uh revelation.
0: And I'll give you this one and then we'll we'll call it. Um, this was a story that came up just yesterday, I believe. There is a famous young hipster pastor. Like, think of a hipster pastor in general. What are you envisioning? Oh,
1: God, I love this game. Okay, it's top down. And I'll,
0: I'll tell you if you're right when it comes to this dude.
1: Oh, I'm very excited. Okay, uh, so starting from the top down, he's a white dude. Yes. Um, He has like that high and tight haircut. He does. Okay. Um. Uh. I don't know if I want to take a swing at this, but does he have one earring?
0: Um. I need to find a picture. I can't tell. Okay. I won't. I won't give you a confirmation on that. Okay. Okay. I'm picturing
1: a guy who's wearing like a snug. He's like a slender guy. He's kind of built.
0: Yes. Snug
1: yeah. V-neck.
0: Oh Maybe yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: Jesus is my homeboy or something more.
0: Not. I wouldn't put it past him.
1: Or. Um, he has one sleeve of tattoos.
0: He does have tattoos uh, on both arms. On both arms.
1: Okay, mm. I was taking a swing at that. Yeah. Um, Any leather, wears- leather
0: jacket? Leather jacket.
1: Jacket? Does he wear stew yes. or Vans? Chucks or Vans?
0: He has maybe been featured on Sneakers and Preachers, the yeah. Instagram channel. Oh,
1: I forgot. Rich people don't wear Chucks and Vans. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> enough
1: because my uh, cheesecakes have defrosted. Excuse That's me. The
0: whitest I thing I have heard today.
1: It's been a hard.
0: Uh huh. He also, while you were doing that, he also ministers to people like Justin Bieber. He's Bieber's pastor. So the guy I'm talking,
1: I was definitely describing a 35 year old (laughs) Justin
0: Bieber. He's 41. Yes. So this guy, uh, Carl Lentz, he he is employed by Hillsong hill song nyc it's a mega church where it's basically a rock concert where they throw in church jesus every mega churches new york city new york city has this mega church huh. and it's this dude okay. he's so hipstery christian that there was a gq profile of him in 2015 oh, one of the bigger. biggest uh no carl Lentz, l-e-n-t-z And this is one of those churches that also, like, they don't say they're anti-gay, but they are anti-gay. And how do they do that? They say, we love gay people. But then I think in their choir, there was a gay dude who was, like, dating or married to another gay dude. And he got in trouble. And it was a big scandal because, like, these people hate talking about how anti-gay they are. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the head of that church... Posted, sent an email out this week to the entire Hillsong family that said they fired Carl Lentz, the oh. hipster pastor. And why did they do it? I'm going to read you exactly what it says. For, before um, you
1: say that, yeah. I just want to say, I looked it up and I was pretty close. Um, a couple of major misses were the ironic, dorky, like 1970s glasses frames. And... <laughs> a couple woven bracelets around his right wrist, which is like,
0: Oh yeah. You, you missed me.
1: You I shouldn't should not have on that one. I bet he plays guitar. I'm going to find out. Go ahead.
0: That's entirely possible. Too. He cheated on his wife. He cheated right. on his wife. <laughs> you did. Well, Stop. what it said in the message, that's okay. What it said in the message that act, they didn't, they didn't say this in the letter. Here's the letter. This action has been taken following ongoing discussions in relation to leadership issues and breaches of trust, Plus a recent revelation of moral failures. Moral failures. And failure then they, did, they didn't they did say anything after that. And it's like, really? You're just going to leave that one hanging? Did he abuse a child? Is he secretly gay? And you found out? What's the deal? Because he's moral married failure. and has
1: three kids. Moral failure is a wide berth. Like, it really
0: anything. is. It wasn't until the next day that Lentz himself posted on Instagram that, oh, he... Uh, I forgot the wording he used, but he had an affair or something and he's reconciling and he's in the process of that, but he's going to step down from his church. And uh, we've said this before, like, I don't care about this guy's personal life. Like, let him do his thing and he can deal with his issues personally and privately. And it's nobody else's business. But again, for the church to just... It felt like they were, I don't know, both shoving him under a bus by being so vague about it and also... I'm totally not surprised that a guy like this who is hyped up as the young, cool Christian totally doesn't live up to that hype after all. oh yeah,
1: He's getting training bra- bra- bras thrown at him every day.
0: Right, right, I mean, exactly. Like,
1: any guy who's in the public spotlight is probably good. Not probably, but
0: <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like
1: like, whether you're a fancy pastor or whether you're a rock star, like it's the same treatment of people around you.
0: Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if this has an effect. Like the one thing that uh, I noticed when I'm reading articles about this issue is that a lot of younger Christians who liked this guy and became Christians because of this guy. um, It, they were troubled by the fact that this guy didn't live up to their expectations, which yes, that's, that's how these things play out. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, I don't know. It, I feel like also when it comes to the sort of scandals we've heard of Christian preachers, this felt strangely like low key. Mm-hmm. Like after all the Franklin, <laughs> Franklin Graham stuff, it's like, Oh, this is what you t-? like, whatever. Get off my homepage.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> Like yeah, let me but- go back to Becky Falwell. There's more <laughs> drama there. Um, That's it. As we speak, there's still no announcement, so I'm would, I'm good. I was
1: kind of hoping that they would call it while we were recording. I think that would I've been, been thinking
0: a- about that for a while. I'm like, should I do this right now? Should I go for a walk because it's such a nice day outside? I'm like, no. I've been a- waiting for the moment that they announce it. Oh, and now I'm- it's been four days, and I haven't moved.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's paralyzing, isn't it? Like yeah. you. And it's funny in
0: four years that we've been holding in this Mm -hmm. moment. And I, I don't even have anyone to like my wife's here somewhere, but like I, you can't like celebrate. I want to be at a, I want to be at a gathering of people where we can just celebrate and be like, yay, it's done. He wants, this is what I was hoping for four years ago when people went out to places and I was still doing exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like no one was around me four years ago either, but Um, like I just want that burst of Twitter dumb for a minute Mm -hmm. where everyone's just like it happened and it's been denied for days.
1: Listeners. Now, you know, even Hemant craves human contact sometimes.
0: (laughs) That's not even true. It's the (laughs) idea of it. I like the idea of it. If you told me right now there's no COVID and we're having a party to celebrate this, I'd be like, yeah, maybe later. You but I appreciate the invite. So. That was about 12 years ago.
1: It was four years ago. And it was my birthday. Um, God. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Do you think... I mean, I was going to ask you what you think is going to happen. None of us fucking know. And you've been saying we're going to get results every five minutes. Since I have
0: been. I'm sorry. Night. Yeah.
1: Um. I don't know. I'm...
0: I, I think here's here's what i think will happen they will announce this at some point when that <laughs> happens and what uh, at some point. Taking it all out. um someday. after a, like a day or two of enjoying that i think mm-hmm. uh here's where the focus needs to go it needs to go on how you win the senate in georgia and it also needs to go on how the hell do you f- i wouldn't say fix you can't fix the stuff trump did Mm -hmm. Uh, not anytime soon. But like, how do you get anything accomplished? How do you hold them accountable for all the shit they did? Because again, I know this is cliche, but like if Obama did any of the stuff Trump did, it would have been huge. But like, how do you make sure that doesn't happen? And how do you hold the people accountable for it? Because like you said, um, if you just let them off the hook and say, well, we better not do that again, it doesn't fix anything. They need to be held accountable for if, especially if they broke the law and not just broke a norm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think that's where the focus needs to be. But for us, for progressive types, it has to be okay, we need to win those two Senate seats, and we have to figure out how to do that. And by the way, I this surprised me too, because I thought uh Alaska's Senate seat was totally out of reach because it's like two to one right now for the Republicans, and it's Alaska. Of course it's going Republican. And yet they're it's not out of grasp either. And North Carolina has a lot of ballots mail-in ballots still to come. So it's like, I don't know, but let's assume you lose both of those. You need those two Senate seats, um, to get anything done. So like make that happen. I think I saw someone put it well online, which is like, right now I want to be yelling at Joe Biden and being mad at him. And I can't cause he hasn't won yet. So I need him to be a winner so I can be an asshole to him and make him do more liberal things yeah, and I'm I mean craving that. Let I, me be mad at the right people.
1: I'm so very, very tired of feeling defensive about everything. And I'm excited to feel like we can be proactive because these last four years, it's just been it's just been holding back a tide of garbage, right? Like yeah. we can't get anything done positively because they're trying to take away all of our gains it's been and if it's been and if
0: republicans that. and if republicans are controlling the senate then nothing gets done and then republicans will blame the fact that nothing can get done on joe biden being really bad at this oh, like course. that's their playbook so
1: no so donald trump did fuck all during his, pregn- his pregnancy presidency presidency
0: Yikes. yeah yeah all right, we'll come back next week when we still won't have a winner and we will discuss this all over again.
1: Oh, man, I'm so tired.
0: That's okay. We could skip the ending for this week if you want. No, 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 Where do we no. find it's you? Where do um, we find you? I'll fill it in. You get what you need. Um, You could find me at uh, Hemant Meta on Twitter. Go to FriendlyAtheist.com. You could find Jess at Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. Um, go to Bitches Get Stitched Done on Etsy. What else is there?
1: I'm not selling. You can You're get. You're not selling there, not anything. Stuff anymore. If you want, like a special request, maybe, but it's definitely not. I was very stressed out and very tired. Um, email us. Say,
0: you know, the moment we end this, they're going to announce the winner. Just so. oh
1: my god, that—that's exactly what's going to happen. But that's okay. Oh, I mean, listen, we are in a decent position. I would rather be us than Trump's group. Yeah. No. Like we are in. We're I'm cautiously saying it will be okay. Mm -hmm. um, We will do our best to get through it and we'll do our best to help each other get through it. And I don't know. It's I cannot believe it's fucking Friday night and I don't know who the president is.
0: We can go back to 2000. It could be December and you don't know who the president is i was 14 i didn't know where the fuck was going
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right buddy um sorry we none of your predictions about when this is going to get called was correct so
0: damn it i, I, all I was right. i'll live
1: to him like do we need to record saturday morning because it's
0: good <laughs> like, and the answer is i think tomorrow's going to be the first day all week i'm going to try to sleep in a little bit so
1: oh, not even so that's up. why we're
0: not doing anything in the morning
1: oh yeah because i really definitely wanted to go right i was like 6 30 call yeah i know there. makeup on
0: well normally i'd be coaching a team on a saturday morning and but it's all online this year so boo. Oh,
1: getting into speech season i know, I know. oh it's, man all
0: right i'll just yeah. be at a computer again all day
1: Stay strong we're gonna be fine we'll do it we're doing our best don't stress yourself out eat some cheesecake
0: have fun if you get to celebrate hope we all do soon mm-hmm. enjoy the victory
1: yeah and if if everything shakes our way Just take a minute to enjoy it. it.
0: Yes. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, everybody.
1: Bye.